After the day of Pentecost, there arose a very terrible persecution against the early Christians, and a great many of them were scattered over the world. Among those who were the persecutors was a young man by the name of Saul of Tarsus. He was smitten with a temporary blindness, but he received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and his eyes were healed, and the call was revealed to him. He was to preach Jesus Christ to the whole world. Pentecostalism, very basically, is a form of Christianity that took hold in the early 20th century. It emphasizes that the Holy Spirit is within every single person and just needs to be drawn out. Sing it, everyone! Through things like singing, dancing, or speaking in tongues. They become, in the best way, miracle chasers. They're looking for evidence that God is still at work in the world. And also promoted a very strong theology of healing. In a time of unbelievably harsh early medical treatment, I mean, Jesus is the best doctor you're going to have. God's going to heal you tonight. Do you believe it? I believe it. Tonight, I believe it. From head to toes. From head to toes. It was a movement that was very popular among the poor. Especially by the 1930s, the Great Depression era, when so many people were struggling just to have their basic needs met. It was interracial. Here's the butt part. There's an interracial element to it, but it only goes so far. I mean, remember, this is a time that, you know, you got lynchings, you've got Jim Crow, you've got all this other stuff. In other words, segregation was still very much a reality. And life for Black Americans was uniquely bad. So Pentecostalism resonated on a whole other level. How do you get along without the Holy Spirit? How can you get along in a racist, racial society without having extraordinary power to help you when everything around you is pressing you, right? How many things can you do as a Black man or Black woman in this kind of realm that you're living in in early 20th century? You might be educated, but that's few and far between. You might be able to work a job, but you're probably a maid in somebody's house. When is the time that you feel most empowered? At church on Sunday or Wednesday or whenever you have Bible study, that is a place of empowerment for you. And so it's not just about, you know, the way that I I think people look at it is, well, black people are just always more spiritual. You're more spiritual because you have to be. It's about how do you deal with the situation of this society that you're living in? How many would like to see this poor little kitty healed tonight? Look at that. Oh, my God. Father God, answer that call. Answer that one cry. God says when you pray for that man tonight, rebuke a spirit of infirmity. Pentecostal preachers would travel around the country giving sermons, many under tents like Oral Roberts. And when they were done with the tents, they would cut them up into little squares, say that they had been soaked in prayers, and then send them out as part of money pitches. It was a full-on business venture. 
and some also took advantage of a booming new technology. Radio. We have no need to doubt God. God lives. God's word is true. God's word has been What you begin to see in the 30s and 40s is it's mixed between radio and evangelism, these evangelistic kinds of crusades or revivals that get people knocked into this. And what happens is, is that the normal Pentecostal experience gets to start to be called something else, which is the word of faith or health and wealth gospel. And that's where we begin to see this kind of shift towards what we know as prosperity gospel today. Maybe you need a house. You need an automobile. You need so much money to pay your bills and to get along in the world. You need a new suit of clothes. You need this and you need that. The Bible says that God will supply that need according, according to the riches, his riches by Christ Jesus in glory. Earl Roberts gave us a different 